Okay, next question comes from German1184. My question is how to overcome sexual urges, being 100% celibate. And then in your own experiences, how successful are the monks? Okay, first question. How to overcome sexual urges? Um, obviously, the most difficult um, uh, attachment to overcome for a human being, uh, in general, I, I can accept that there are probably people for whom it's not the most difficult, but I would say for most people it is. Um, and obviously, the, the, the simple way to deal with it that we're all aware of is the repression of it. And that's how we would normally deal with that, such things. Obviously, this doesn't work. Obviously, I think it's it's pretty it's readily apparent after some time that this doesn't do much. And this is how we all start. We start by repressing the things which we want to be free from. We just refuse to acknowledge them and refuse to uh, even look at them. And as a result, it's like pushing down on on a, a poisonous gas, and it starts to seep up through the cracks. And it can be really nasty at that point, um, as we see with many religious figures who end up molesting small children and so on and so on um, but if we if we really look at the Buddha's teaching and this took me uh, quite a while to do um, it, it's interesting how we can have a theoretical ac acceptance of, of a teaching like the Buddha's teaching and uh, not really see how it relates to our practice or not be able to incorporate it into our practice and it took me a long time to realize that that's exactly what the Buddha is talking about. He had some, the Buddha taught something very profound that's called dependent origination, which many people are, are familiar with. Um, but to actually use it in your meditation practice is, is a whole other, whole other thing, and it's something that it's very important to explain and talk about. Dependent origination says that, that the arising of craving, it comes in a, se in a sequence. It doesn't just come up by itself. It comes from certain things. It starts with um, you know, briefly speaking, or where we can deal with it, starts with the contact between the eye and the object. So we can start there. If we can catch it there, at the contact with the eye where we see something, um, then we can do away with the craving. We can. We, that's one way to be free of it. The, 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 the technique that I found most helpful is to go back and forth between the various parts of the attachment. First there's the contact, and so you can Sometimes you'll be able to focus on seeing something that is enjoyable. In this case, seeing a woman or, so, or seeing you know, something that is, or even thinking, you know, it comes up in the mind. Um, the second thing is the feeling that it brings. It brings a, uh, a pleasurable feeling. And so even before you have some kind of uh, lust or so on, there's the, the feeling of, of, uh, of pleasure that arises. And here we're not repressing this, and we haven't yet come to any idea that this is wrong. But the amazing thing that happens is once you accept the feelings that you have, you accept the pleasure that comes from the, the sexual urge or comes from the seeing something which, which you have a memory of being pleasurable um, and, and you know, going through the, the cycle of addiction again, once you accept that, it loses all of its power. So when you say to yourself, happy, happy, or pleasure, pleasure, or even lust, lust, which is the third thing. Once there's the feeling, then there's the, the craving for it, wanting, wanting, or lust, lust, or, or, or whatever. Once you go back and forth and accept these things, you're seeing, seeing, or thinking, thinking, and then you have the feeling, and then you have the, um, the liking of it, 
and you go back and forth and you just watch them for what they are, you'd be amazed at what happens. Um, and it's not as though overnight it's gone, but it, it totally changes the, the, the playing field. And it, it make, turns something that was an incredibly uh, profound issue, something that was, um, you know, it makes it impossible for many people to become a monk, becomes something laughable something that is of no power, that, that has no power over you. Um, and that's really it uh, with, with all of our, our addictions and all of our aversions as well. They only have power over us because we give them that power. Once we accept them for what they are and give them their audience and say, what are you? It turns out there's something very insignificant or very simple at any rate. They are what they are and they don't mean anything. They don't have any significance other than the reality of what they are. And as a result, you find you, the, the, the sexual urge disappears. That's, in brief, how you overcome the sexual urge. The other question, how successful are monks? Um, I'm, I'm not really supposed to be talking. I, I wouldn't really be able to comment on, on how successful monks are. I mean, obviously, if they're unsuccessful, they shouldn't be, be monks. Um, but it's important to understand that m many monks nowadays might not practice meditation in, uh, in to any great degree. Um, you know, they often become monks for the wrong reason. And also, nowadays it's hard to get in touch with a good teacher. So often people have good intentions and become a monk, but because of non-interaction with a, with a qualified teacher, they find themselves struggling for a long time. And uh, they can often find themselves falling away from the monk's life. It's obvious that most people are not going to um, be, be able to get all the way to the, the end of the, to reach Nibbana in this life. But uh, I would say, as far as being successful, unsuccessful, um, you know, they're giving it a shot and they're working on it. And just like lay people who go to do meditation courses, they're able to keep it um, certain, you know, for a certain length of time. I would say it would be very wrong if a monk were to were unable to be celibate and yet stayed a monk um, and I imagine you know it's easy to see that 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 sort of thing probably happens but um, you know when they're unsuccessful and then they disrobe I think this happens quite a bit and in fact it's always been the most scary thing it's like you're out on the battlefield and, and you, you know, got your gun in your hand and everybody's dying around you it's a scary thing because you think hmm, am I going to be next um, and that's sort of, uh, you know, similar to, you know, being a monk. You, you see people disrobing all around you. Um, and I certainly have seen that. And so it's obviously an incredibly challenging thing. This isn't, um, we, we aren't pretending that this is something easy that we're doing. But uh, I hope that some of what I've said helps both, um, you know, lay people and monks to, 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 to find our way, to help us find our way to become free from this uh, incredible attachment. Uh, and you, the the upside is if you want to if you want to know that you know once you start to deal with these things it really does bring peace happiness and and an uplifting sense of of freedom um, from from this incredible burden of having to seek out things which obviously have no meaning and and no um, inherent benefit. Okay, hope that helps. Thanks for the question.